0: 23 questions With Alexander 23 It's Alexander 23, and welcome to 23 Questions. My guest today is an artist uh, who I became an enormous fan of since the very first note I heard her sing. Um, Her songs are always so personal and sensitive, but the presentation is always so big and powerful, which is, I think, like the most impressive thing that you can do musically. I really struggled to um, come up with only 23 questions for her because there's so much I want to ask about. Uh, specifically lyrically, but without further ado, please give it up for the lovely Maisie Peters.
1: Hello. Oh, I get a studio clap. Thank you so much. That was very sweet. Oh. All
0: right, I'm just going to dive right in because the very first question is, how are you today?
1: Love. Um, I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I just released a song and it was a really fun song to release. It was like a big, big, fat pop song. We did this amazing music video. And I don't know, It's there's something so, Normally, I find releasing music quite stressful and not the fun bit. The fun bit is the making it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was actually really fun yesterday. Maybe I just haven't released any music in a while. But, like, I thought you kind of forget how it feels like, when you're so proud of something and you get other people to see it and it's, like, all the little intricacies that you're really proud of and that other people notice them. And it's, like, that's the coolest thing. And, yeah, it was really surprisingly, which is strange, but kind of surprisingly, like, a really fun, lovely time.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel that and we're definitely gonna get into talking about that song quite a bit because I have a lot to say about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like in the creation process sometimes you have to trick yourself into like fully believing that like that's the only fulfilling part and it doesn't matter what people think, but then it is nice when like people, you know, like it's just mm. it's like such an intimate form of human connection when someone like really gets into the nitty gritties of, of your music because obviously it's so personal when you make it. So almost definitionally it's like we are the same in a certain way you know so For sure that's cool anyways question two where did you grow up
1: i grew up um in the uk i grew up in a near a place called brighton which is south of london on the coast and i really mainly grew up in like a tiny village in like the middle of the countryside Um, it's like one bus um and like farms and one school
0: oh i love that i was supposed to play the show in brighton but it got cancelled were
1: you going to play the Great game yep yeah, so good. The is so fun. Uh, don't so it. Oh, don't say it's so hilarious. I know it will one day. <laughs> it's also like it's like chaos. It's so chaotic, but it's fun because everybody's there. All
0: right. Well, well. Hopefully, we'll both play it the same year at some point in the future. I think so. Next time. Anyways, question three. Where do you where do you live now?
1: Uh, now I live in London. Um, I live in East London, uh, but not in the cool bit. Um, <laughs> and I live in a student house with five other girls.
0: Nice. Oh, that sounds like a blast, honestly. Question, uh, four: what's your favorite part about living there?
1: Uh, ooh, um, my favorite part about living in London is just London. I'm just like, I'm a, I'm obsessed. I'm like the biggest London fan. I think it's the perfect city. I could actually like PowerPoint present presentation you on why it's like the best of all the cities. And I just think it's this like tiny, perfect, metropolitan bubble and then personally my house is super fun because there's like five girls and it's just a constant sitcom
0: which is great yeah, that's incredible you guys should like start filming it it sounds like it'll be a really good time I w- i've been to london once but it was for i got to spend a couple of weeks there and i was obsessed with it like I, I i definitely need to live there at some point in my life for sure
1: it's so good it's just like yeah it's everything good it's kind of like all the best bits of new york and all the best bits of like new england and kind of, I mean, LA to an extent, like all of those places. And I just think it's like really perfectly melded everything together and I just love it.
0: Well, what's your least favorite part about living there?
1: Um, my least favorite part, about the, I mean, the weather probably, mm-hmm. which I know is a really obvious thing, but you, you forget, like I've been to LA a couple of times and it genuinely, the impact sunshine has on your mood is like, you truly forget living in London because you just can't like think like that. You would be insane. but. Yeah, when you're in LA and it's like constantly sunshine, which is its own thing that I'm not a fan of. But yeah, I think that has its own like crazy impact on mood. And it's quite something to live somewhere where it's cloudy and cold and rainy, like 90% of the year.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I'm from Chicago. And so like everyone Mm. says, well, you live to LA and then you get jaded. You don't appreciate the weather. Like every day I wake up and it's sunny. I literally go like this and I'm (laughs) so grateful because it's crazy how much it does affect like you're just like it, it. more than anything, it just affects like your baseline mood, you know, like it's like, start here. Whereas like, if it's like you like crummy out when you like wake up and it's just shitty outside, like you're starting here and you gotta make up for it somehow else, you know? Yeah,
1: sunshine, underrated. uh,
0: All right, this question is one that I dread, but I ask everyone, um, what have you been listening to lately?
1: Okay, big. Mm -hmm. Oh no, okay, what have I been listening to? Honestly, um, this will surprise no one. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I have actually specifically been listening to a lot of 1989. Um, trying to
0: I was I mean capture
1: yeah, what's perfect.
0: Yeah, we can get to it. But but John G's movie definitely has like there's an element of that in the production that is Big. in a really really tasteful way. Like like really uh, reminded me of of that absolute golden era of Taylor. Golden. Uh, so, golden. I'm going to try and save all my John Hughes movie comments for for later because we're definitely going to get there. But what have you been watching lately? Any shows, any movies? Oh, my God.
1: Okay, I watch, like, infamously about seven things a year Mm -hmm. and about 12 things in my life. Mm -hmm. What have I watched? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Okay, I didn't watch this recently. I watched Over Christmas, but I loved it, and I'm so late to it. But the Truman Show.
0: Um, First time? So
1: late to it, I'm aware. Yeah, first time I've ever seen it. Have, um, like, and I'm that person that's like, it's so good. And everyone's like, yeah, I know bitch. Um But it's, it's so good. And it was really inspiring, I actually found.
0: I watched that for the first time in like sixth or seventh grade and had a full blown existential crisis, like didn't know how to handle myself, was like really walking on <laughs> eggshells for like weeks. Like, oh my God, like if it could happen to him, it could happen to me. Yeah, it's a that's a crazy movie, um, especially to watch for the first time, not as a kid. I wonder what that would be like, but anyways. Um, who are your, like, where do you draw inspiration from or just who are your heroes? And it doesn't have to be just specifically music based, but mm-hmm. like, like what inspires you more, more so as a person than anything?
1: Cool. I um, think it inspire me as a person. I would say, I, I feel on like a sort of, I guess on a human level, my parents are very inspiring to me. 'Cause they're really good people. Um, and then they're not like pop stars. they my dad's a teacher and my mum, uh, what does she do now? She's works in media, um, in like communications. And yeah, I think that it's inspiring. A lot of my family actually, I'm the only person in music and I think that for all of its greatnesses, music is very self involved and I think about myself for good and bad um way more than most people should and do yeah. and it's i find yeah people like my parents very inspiring like my friends from my hometown the from my friends that i live with in london no one's i'm actually not really surrounded in my personal life with anyone that does music mm-hmm. um and i find all of them very inspiring because they seem to think um about other people and other things way more than i think i
0: do yeah no i, I feel that i love that i don't live with people who make music and i think it is really helpful for me so helpful perspective so i feel you for sure are your parents back in this this question doesn't count but but are your parents back uh, in the countryside or in brighton or
1: Mm -hmm. yeah they're back in uh, my family home where we grew up they're still there
0: nice oh that's great i love that answer very much okay question then. i mean like you don't have to give the whole long version but how did it start with music like how old were you when you realized like hey i i I not only like this but i think i might be really good at this
1: oh question um, in the most concise way possible, because I feel like I've lived uh, fifteen careers and I'm twenty. Um, I was I was probably like twelve, and I found Taylor Swift. Uh, I take a shot every time Maisie says the word Taylor Swift. But I found Taylor Swift and I started writing. So I started writing songs and I wrote songs like every day from the age of twelve to fifteen probably. Um, and then I was a I was a busker in Brighton, which is like an English thing—you sing on the street for money, but you're not homeless. Um, and as a busker, I had a YouTube channel. I had a band um and i kind of just i would like go around all the local pubs and open mics in the area and just sing my own songs and i did it again like i'm not from like a musical family i didn't i wasn't trying to get like a record deal like i didn't even know what that was i was just and i wasn't doing it for any reason other than i just loved doing it and i loved writing songs and i think i kind of assumed everyone did and then i realized later on that no like i was the only person
0: Um,
1: and I think it was just that I don't even think I realized it at the time but I was like really I was working really hard for no like for no reason there was no point in my head of like the YouTube channel or the busking or the gigging Um, and I think probably around then like subconsciously and then I guess probably when I started doing my YouTube channel Profi- like professionally, I was like 15, but I was filming it, I was like, you know, I would buy my equipment with my the money I made from busking and I would get my mom to film and I would edit it. And like, yeah, I like worked really hard on something. And I think that's probably when you start doing that, you're like, oh, I love this, like I want to do it forever. Otherwise, why would I bother?
0: Yeah, totally. I love asking people that question because there's always kind of like an inflection point where like you realize like, oh, I could actually do this, not just for fun, you know, like I could really like make a life out of this potentially i don't know
1: i agree but also i feel like i just like my whole life in music has just been like i just kept doing stuff and mm-hmm. people kept on not stopping me or like i kept on getting yeah. to the next level and a- then you just keep getting to the next level and then you're like oh now i'm now i'm doing this
0: yeah no that is cool that's really cool that that it like that you experienced it in, in that way that's very cool well anyways we kind of touched on this in in a way but what is what's your favorite part about being an artist like what you, is the most fulfilling aspect of it.
1: That's a fun question in twenty twenty one as well, because mm. there's like a large part of it that you don't do anymore um, of like playing live. Mm. I think I love, I love a lot of it. Like I really, I love all, mainly all of it. Um, I was, I always think, like every time I'm in the studio with friends or with people that I love and we're making things on like a Wednesday and I'll be like, this is so cool. And like my housemate said it to me the other day and I was like, you're so right. Like, it's so cool that I just get to spend a Wednesday like in a studio with all this stuff, with like people, all this equipment and all these people that are so talented and are all dis- we're all deciding to work with each other because we like each other and we're excited about each other. And I think in a way like that, that's the best bit is like getting to do that. Um, but I also loved, I used to, I used to love touring. Like I used to love playing live and I think a lot of my music, revolves around that feeling and that experience so i will enjoy that once it
0: comes back oh i feel you on that yeah i can't, <sighs> I'm, yeah i'm dying over here I, it, yeah that is true and i think it's so sometimes difficult but important to kind of like take a step back like you just said and be like wow i'm with my friends on a wednesday in a room full of like my favorite toys just doing exactly what i want to do you know and yeah it's, to lose that perspective when it becomes normal but equally important to to, to step back as, as often as you can But anyways, what's what's your least favorite part? Is there something about it that just doesn't really kind of like jive with you like personally or?
1: Mm, or, um... Yeah, for sure. I think, um, what's my least favorite part? I mean, I guess in the most tactful way possible, I think most songwriters and musicians uh, didn't sign up to be like social media stars. We Mm -hmm. signed up to like make music because um, that's what you start off being really passionate about, and like, don't get me wrong, I love like I love social media and I love Twitter. I feel like we're both on Twitter all the time. Okay. You're like the only person I see on Twitter as much as me, which is hilarious. But I like, and I love it there, and I love the people that I've met there, and I love what it's done for me and what like it continues to do. But there's definitely, you know, you it's there's days when you really, really don't feel like being a person that is sort of being looked at by other people, I guess. Um, And days when you really would rather just not, you'd rather just not, I also think, sorry, this is a long, answer, but I've realized as well, again, like with all the the girls that I live with, what's been so interesting is like, and they're not really on social media, really. Um, And the amount that I like think about, like recording things, Versus the amount they think about recording things, like anything we do, and I think this will probably be with me for a long time. Now it's like ingrained in me. Every time we do something cool or we have like a, a little party in our house, or we go to, or we go out and like film it, take a photo, and like it's so, it's so there, and it's so not for other people, and I love that, and I know that it's for different reasons and whatever. But a part of me is like I would love to not have that little chip in my mind that like everything every time something interesting is happening i'm like film it is the angle good do you look nice is your hair good good. and it's like so it's like there and i can't turn it off
0: no no i i think that's like the realest answer and i couldn't agree more you know like we we started doing this because we loved writing songs and we loved telling stories and, and playing shows and connecting with people in those ways and and that's just not that's just only a, a part of the job, you know, these days and mm. stuff can be fun and can be fulfilling, but it's not always what we kind of originally envisioned. So I, I think that's a, a super real answer and I appreciate you you know, talking about it because I think people don't really talk about that aspect too much. But anyways, to uh, keep it going, I'm curious how like your songwriting kind of like process has changed over time because I know kind of how mine has and stuff and, and it's like how how do you best, do you have like a method for writing songs that you feel super comfortable in? Is it different every time? And if so, was it always like that?
1: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me think. I'd also want to hear about yours, but
0: okay.
1: I would say I, well, I spent a long time just writing on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still write a lot on my own. I probably these days do like 50-50 um, on my own and then with like one or two other people. Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as a general, concise answer to this I would say I'm a quick writer um in that, if I'm I'm like short bursts of focus Uh so I'm probably if I'm writing on my own like I'm not gonna actually sit there writing for longer than like an hour or like 45 minutes but Uh I'm probably but in that hour I'll probably write the song in that 45 minutes or I'll write like the verse and the chorus and then I'll be like I'll do the second verse tomorrow or I'll do the middle eight tomorrow Um, and I'm not I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna spend ages on a chorus on my own and really with other people I might know it's not right. So I might stop and come back to it um, But I'm I'm I hate a room and it's funny because I have friends that do this and I, I hate a room of Writers where they'll spend like the whole day on one thing and not get it I'm like either we get it or we do something else. So we do like five things. Yeah, I-, I can't do the slow arduous
0: I love that and I think I used to be kind of like slow team slow and then like the longer I do it the more I realize like 99% of the time like if we get the idea right away that's going to be it and if it's not it it's not going to be something I end up liking so let's just like keep going until we find something we all love um Mm -hmm. that's really interesting and it leads me to my next question of so what was the process for making John Hughes movie
1: well that is fun um because that is sort of this I guess in a way so I started writing that song when I was 17 um, with a guy called Henrik and a woman called Miranda and we wrote um we wrote I think we wrote all of it uh in one day. Mm-hmm. Um we had the I think we spent a while on the chorus, but we had the first verse in like the amount of time it takes to, you know, we sang it as it was. Um and I I really loved it and the song was finished. Like it was actually it was gonna come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it like it was it was finished. And then I think myself and my manager just, it just didn't quite feel right. Um, so I ended up putting out Worst of You instead. And I remember at the time, I said to my manager on the phone, I was like, oh, we can put out Worst of You, but it's not as good. Like, and I, as long as all, I literally said to him, I was like, as long as we're all aware that Worst of You was an objectively less good song, then I'm fine with that. Um, and I was fully like 17, which was hilarious, classic me. Um, but yeah, so I, I, that song was then parked because it didn't feel right. Um, and, it but was it, it was still there. Sorry?
0: You said the song was parked?
1: Yeah. It, was, it just wasn't going to come, like, it wasn't going to yeah. come out. It was just, it was just sat there, parked. Um, and then I was, at the end of last year, I was gearing up on my album and on finishing that. And I needed a first single. And I just didn't have it. And I, I'm not normally one of those people that's like, I don't have a song. I think you do have a song. You have a song for everything. Like, what? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. But I actually didn't. I did, just didn't know. It didn't, none of the ones I had felt right. And then my manager, again, suggested John Hughes movie because he'd always loved it. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, like, wham, just really, like, lightning bolts, like, things fell in line. I was like, yes, that's perfect. And then I sent it to some friends of mine in L.A. called After Hours, and they kind of re-looked at it, production-wise, because it was very 2017. Um, and then, yeah, and then it came out. But it's still essentially the same song that was written in 2017. Like, we didn't rewrite.
0: Wow. Um, I love the song. It's so good. Thank you. This is one of those songs that, like, keeps getting better each successive part. Like, is ne- it's, you're ne- I'm never, like, let down. And then like even like the verse two lyrics, you could tell that like some care and attention were put into those. They're not just like, doesn't just feel like let's rewrite the, the first verse. It's like, so Thank you. Something else with it, which I always appreciate as a songwriter. But moving on, the, the music video is incredible. Like it is just like so good and I'm so curious about so much of it. Um, I guess this question is going to be many questions. but. Okay. I, how did the concept kind of arise was that from you Was that from a friend or, or something else and and also just like what was what was your favorite part about filming that
1: oh my god i mean i love this music video i'm so proud of it it really was like a a labor of love um it's the idea came from i like i knew i wanted to make like a really amazing video mm-hmm. um and I think I was talking to my manager about it and we somehow got onto the idea of like violence. And I was like, it would be funny though, if we had like a really violent music video and we were kind of laughing and we were like, but no, that's that's good. That's actually really good. And so we like had all these crazy, I was like, I want to put, the original idea was I wanted to push boys off my balcony. Um, wow. Cause I like my friend in upstairs has balconies. So I was like, I want to push them off the balcony. And then it was like stabbing, but there was no like real concise plan, but I had, I wanted to do this like kill bill meets 10 things I hate about you. And then I sent that out to some directors and Louie who ended up directing it got back to me and had this like kind of stalker vision And I was like, I love that but in his vision He had me at the prom like all exactly as you see it, but he had me I think like punching um, Brad's eye and I was like, I love everything, but I think we need to go further. I don't think that's enough Mm -hmm. and and then we had sort of a flashback to Indiana Jones where they ripped the heart out and how it was like the most scarring moment of everyone's childhood. And we're like, wait, maybe we should do that. So then that was brought in. Then we had the cheerleading and I'm not a dancer at all.
0: I was gonna um, ask, like, do you have cheerleading experience? Cause you look great doing it. Like it looked natural, it didn't you. feel. Wow, bad at all.
1: thank you. No, I have no cheerleading experience. I've also always been like to everyone. I'm like, I will not dance in music video. Like I will not. And no. then I had this, but I wanted to do the cheerleading thing really badly. And I was like, well, I. I'm gonna have to do it and so we did a day of rehearsal the day um the friday before we shot on the monday um and it was very, like the first 10 minutes was truly hysterical because all of the girls are amazing and all some of them are dancers a little bit um but i don't i wouldn't argue that any of us are like dancers um so it was like the first 10 minutes where you're you're learning this like quite difficult thing and i was just like i've made a mistake like i've, I've made an error what am i like what like what have i done um but it's fine we just did it over and over at the end for like four hours um and now i now i love it and i especially love it because i think you thank you but i it's kind of awkward and uncomfortable and scary and like it's just perfect because it's we don't look like naturals we look like a weird the weirdest group of cheerleaders you've ever seen and i love it it's
0: it's like really charming like it would be weird if it was too like professional dancey like that wouldn't fit the vibe of the video i think one of my favorite parts about the video which is also one of my favorite parts about the song is that it just like keep like i was saying just keeps like hitting the new gear and i think mm-hmm. video sony and i'm guilty of this i'm sure you have too where it's like you get to the end of the video and it's just like you're using footage from different you know takes and stuff mm-hmm. and it's kind of like something new and this one was like the antithesis of that it was just yes. like kept getting more and more ridiculous and like just building, yep. building and building until that final like cheerleading scene now it's just like so happy that it hit that next year because it would have been great if it didn't too if it just went back yeah. to your apartment like I would have been like, okay, this is still amazing. But the fact that it did hit that next year was so refreshing to Thank watch. You. It's just like a fellow artist and someone who, mm. you know, strives to make music videos that are, you know, interesting.
1: Well, music videos are really hard. Like, I they're really hard to make really good, I think. I think it's, and it's also, yeah, I'm sure you relate to this. It's really hard when you're making it. I find this because I'm in it and I have to watch myself. And it's really, it's really hard to push yourself out of a comfort zone, I think, because, Probably. It's it's easy to make a really a really nice beautiful looking music video where you look really nice mm-hmm. and that's really um, sort of like you really kind of a part of you really wants to do that obviously um, But okay. I ris- I really cared for this music video I was like I really want it to be like when I was a kid and I was watching love story and it's like you I wanted it to feel like it would, it would hold up to like watching a TV show on Netflix because that's the reality these days oh. you can do either like it's it's one and the same and so i and i really cared and i was i was really like there has to be narrative there has to be story you have to want to keep watching um and i yeah i just really really care about making it some like a spectacle and it was
0: <laughs> you, you definitely 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 succeeded it it surely yeah. should sure feels like that and um yeah but i agree i feel like every time i do push myself outside my comfort zone i'm always happy that i did yeah you know, but in the moment it can be so like it, I can feel so timid about it. You know, so um, I appreciate that. All right, so I, I really I love all your music. I really, really do. Like I like listen to you a lot as just like a fan. And um I think one of the coolest thing for me is like getting to be fans of my friends. It's like one of the. Oh, I say it all the time. And I think my favorite song of yours is Daydreams. I just like Thank I you. love that song Taste. so much, and I couldn't help but notice when I listen to John Hughes movies. Uh, that like lyrically it feels like an angrier kind of like older sister to daydreams it almost feels like a follow-up where like I've had enough time to like really think about how I feel and now I'm not like making any excuses for you anymore like this Mm. is just ridiculous like are these songs connected for you at all did you ever kind of make that connection or am I just fangirling and drawing dots like connecting dots where they don't exist like (laughs) I just wanted to ask like because I love daydreams so much and this felt like such a more like Adult like kill Bill version of Daydreams in such a cool way, like Funny. I don't even know what the question is, but I just want to talk <laughs> about it in general.
1: <laughs> I even have a question. Okay, so chronologically speaking, it would be impossible. Well, no, it would in some ways, I mean, because John Hughes was created years before Daydreams yeah. was created. But I would argue if there was a threat to tie them together without um you know reading myself too hard here on the internet, is that both songs are definitely rooted in the like romanticizing your life and the people in your life versus the actual reality of your life and the people in your life okay. um and i think they'd maybe just look at that in different ways and John, Hughes, in a way it's kind of more the adult version but it's also in a way it's so the song to me and it's because i i know it because i wrote it then but it's so 16 because the whole song i was laughing at the other day is like nothing happens like i think i go to a party and like some guy like doesn't talk to me i think that's really it like i'm not joking and then i'm like write this whole really upset song um and daydreams was a more uh like adult version of us in a way like a very similar series of events like different
0: so i had it flipped in a way that's interesting
1: yeah funny
0: and read back through all the lyrics again with that new perspective um but that's awesome so you have a song with with jp sack called maybe don't do. Travel song uh, what was it like slash how is it like working with you know JP?
1: Oh, JP is amazing. I mean, a mutual friend of both of us. He is truly, truly one of like the most talented uh, writers and musicians that I've like ever worked with. Um, he's just, yeah, he's like an insane man. He just comes out with these lines and you're like, like what, like how is that just in your mind? It's in, yeah, insane, but he's also the loveliest. And that was really fun. That was right before lockdown in 2020. Wow. Um, and it was we were we I, luckily we were able to do it in person because he was in london mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just I, but we I think actually we write really similarly like i almost like the, the Sort of male and female version of each other in some ways. I would like to think um uh-huh. And yeah, so it was really easy because it was just like writing with me um, we just did this song mm-hmm. so quickly in like a few hours probably and um, we just spoke we just spoke and talked like a, as you always do when you to a session um, and they were like okay cool that sounds I told a story about my life and they were like that's funny let's write about that and I was like okay off we go right. um, and yeah he, but he's yeah as you know JP is like the best of the best
0: yeah he's, he's insane we've never worked together but I've, I've hung with him you know once and uh and seen him play and he's just a wizard out there God, he's so
1: good live
0: in the studio Um, very cool okay so this is a a bit more vague but what are you like most proud of about the music you've made so far slash like the the fan base that you've cultivated like what what fills you with the most pride you know personally Mm,
1: okay that's so fun um okay the music the the thing the most proud of the music i've made is that i still really love all of it Mm. um i still really stand by all of it and You know, I I don't know about you, I feel like I meet like a relative amount of artists who will be like, I hate that thing I did. Or like, I wish I'd never done that thing I did. And like, don't get me wrong, obviously, sometimes you, it's more watching for me, I'll watch things back and be like, I maybe wouldn't do that these days. But musically, like if I listen to the song, I like, I'd still love them all. And I still think they're all really good. And I still think that they were like, it was like, a—they were perfect for me at the time. And yeah, I just still really stand by them. Like if someone was like, is that your song? I would be like, yes. Um, so yeah. I, the musically, I'm proud of that, that like even past younger me, cause I've been releasing music since I was like 17. So it was yeah. a lot to ask of a 17 year old to well. do something that like an adult version of herself is still proud of, but she did. So well done, 17 year old me. Um, and yes, thank you. Well done Madzy. Uh, and then the fan base, I mean, I'm just, I, that's a whole separate thing. And, uh, they're just amazing, like, if they're so funny, it's so good, like, I'm just constantly sending people, like, memes yeah. that they make, and they just, but they care so much, and they care so much about each other, and about me, I, I just, I don't know, I it's, I don't really take any credit for it, because I haven't done anything, I just watch them, um, but, like, especially these past few days, like, we, I had this thing where I, my song, like, crazily got to the top of the UK iTunes charts, and it was all just, thank you, oh, no, shy, um, but that was all them, like, I did, I just, and I didn't, there was, you know, I was just like, please, this would be cool. Like, why don't we do this? And everyone was so excited for it and like got behind it. And I, yeah, like there was nothing else but them being like, yeah, cool. Let's do this thing. Cause it would be funny. And then we did.
0: I feel you so much on that. I I, I relate to that so much where it's like, even like with, with accomplishments, it's like, I couldn't have done this by myself. Like you are equally yeah. as, as important and valid in this experience as I am. And I'm with you. I'm constantly so impressed and surprised and just like, enthralled by how talented and funny people are on the internet like i'm just like how are you guys so hilarious and just like witty and intelligent they're so
1: quick like people always say that to me they're like your fans are so quick and i'm like i know i like meant like
0: wow i think it's like uh, it's definitely a prime example of kind of like getting out what you put in though like you put Mm. that music and then you get that out of your fan base and it makes sense it's a one-to-one relationship and kind of going back to uh talking about old music that you made and still like loving it i i feel the same way and i think for me though it's like important to make the distinction like yeah like i wouldn't do it like that right now but that doesn't mean i can't love it for like what it is and what it was and what it you know will continue Mm. to be so i i really like that answer and i connect to that um i connect to that a lot um so moving forward what what advice would you give to uh a kid that said i want to be the next maybe peters like what so cute
1: like, gives you gives me a pause on how cute that the is. The
0: street, and she's like, I love your music. I want to do that too. Where do I start? What do you say?
1: My heart. Um, I would say um, if you specifically want to be the next Maisie um, <laughs> and within that, like what I do, then a lot of it for me is like the writing. Um, Cause I think a lot of like the reason people, realistically like the main reason people listen and, and like me is because of the songs I make and like the writing of them specifically. And that's all me um, or me and others. But I would say for that, I'm such a big believer in um, this like quantity almost versus quality for like the start of your career or the start of your um, whatever, your journey. Yeah. And I cannot stress enough, I cannot how important for me it was like doing four years or whatever of of writing songs for no one, for no purpose, like just in my bedroom, just and just, and all I was doing was emulating artists. I like I was just emulating Sarah Bareilles and emulating Taylor Swift and trying to be these people. And yes, all of those songs are bad and none of them will ever get used. But it was so important in like finding your own style and finding what how you like to write and what you want to write about and the way you write. Um, and the same with shows, although it's different now, obviously, but for me personally, and I'm, st- I'm still not the most confident life performer I wasn't, but I couldn't have done it. I don't, I'm just like, you m- I meet artists these days and they've never played a show before and then they're like going to play their first show. And I'm like, I don't know how you're meant to do that because the only reason you're good at anything is if you do it like a fuck ton. And right. I don't, and it's with writing in the shows, it's the same thing, or with playing the guitar, like what singing. Right. I don't know. How you're meant to be good at those things without just doing them loads for years.
0: No, I'm with you. And I have so much to say about what you just said. Especially the last part. Like there's so many artists and kids now that are having so much success online with records, mm. you know, before they've ever literally sang a note in front of people. And that is just so wild. Not to say it's like necessarily better or worse, but for me it was the opposite. It was like I I was much more my journey is much more similar to yours, whereas like I, I Just sucked in front of so many people for so long while the stakes were so low, and it made made it just so much easier to then get on stage when it mattered. And and I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful for that. But also back to your kind of point of like quantity over quality, I I totally agree. And for me, I try and like think of it as just like the song creation process. I think it's 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 actually two different skills. There's there's the songwriting skill, which is kind of like your voice and like artistically what you're trying to say. And then there's the quantity-based skill, which is just like writing songs. So there's songwriting there's yeah. songs writing songs is a different skill than songwriting. Like you gotta like just work on that muscle and write so many shitty songs and just get comfortable with that process before you can mm-hmm. really, at least for me, and it sounds like for you, like really start to get to the good stuff.
1: I understand, and I always find again. I think we're very similar, but I've I've like I like love Phoebe Bridges, for example. I think she's like the most talented writer and performer like of our generation. I'm obsessed. And then I read this article where she was like, yeah, of the album. It was just those 12 songs. Those were what I wrote for the album. And then that was the album. And I, that's like information, I, I lost my mind. But obviously she's written a lot before yeah, that album. Yeah. Um, obviously she's not written 12 songs in her life. Yeah. Um, and if anyone could do that, it's Phoebe Bridges. But I, I don't understand, that's so anxiety producing to me. I think I'm quite a mathematical person in some way. And I'm just like, well, if I write 60 songs, there's a higher probability of, four of them being good than if I write ten. So I'm just gonna write sixty. That that's, makes more that makes way more sense to me than spending ages on ten.
0: I feel like at this point I'm probably more similar to Phoebe where I like I don't write that many songs per project mm. anymore, the same way I used to. But but having said that, that like I've written like literally five hundred songs that will never come out, you know, like before I started writing any songs that I that I really liked mm. and stuff. And um yeah, that, that's always a, like, what do people probably ask you this too? But it's like, how long did it take you to write this song? And it's like, sometimes mm. it took me 45 minutes, but that's not the point. I always hate that question because yeah. it's like, you're not going to talk about like the 100 songs I wrote in seventh grade that like were terrible like those are equally important to how good oh this is so out and so I hate when people ask me that question because I feel like it's so misleading and, and if I were 12 and I listened to an interview of my favorite artist and they said it took them 45 minutes and then I went home and tried to write a song and it took me you know four hours to write the first verse I'd be pretty like let down so
1: that's so true that's so true yeah
0: um what do you do with your time outside of music like what do you what else do you like to do and and also you have any professional aspirations for things outside of music
1: it's fun um what is life outside of music i don't know um no i do i do other things um i have a book club that's really fun oh incredible um i have a book club on instagram and um, where we like collectively read a book every month and then I interview the end of the month and um it's just a very different experience being interviewed and being the interviewer um and I find being the as you know and I find being the interviewer like incredibly stressful but it's also a really good skill to work on especially as a person who gets asked a lot about themselves um <laughs> it's it's really really good for me to ask other people about themselves um but yeah it's like interviewing authors is they it's like very difficult. It's like the most difficult thing I do. I spend like days prepping questions and like trying to work out the best way to sort of summarize their thought, my thoughts, and but also not talk at them about their books. It's really interesting. It's like a very different thing.
0: Yeah, um, but I do that. That's awesome. That's that's so cool on so many levels. And I totally agree. It's funny because I feel so comfortable getting interviewed, but like mm. interviewing you or someone else for me is still such a in a really nice way, but uncomfortable thing to do. Um, and something that I think the cool part though and I'm, I'm sure you probably are feeling this too where it's like I, I do feel myself getting more comfortable and better at it at the same time yeah. like, it's funny like from the first one of these that I sh- that, you know filmed and taped to like this one like I definitely feel a lot a lot more like relaxed and comfortable um, asking questions and, and also listening I feel like we're mm-hmm. we're like we're on the other side of this so much where it's like people are listening to us, whether it's like an interview or or a song or a music video, it's, mm. it's very fun to be on the listening side as well.
1: Very much so, I agree.
0: Um, okay, so obviously being an artist is the greatest thing in the world and I'm grateful for it, but it's also like the volatility aspect of it is pretty crazy and, and the ups and downs are pretty striking. And, and, and is there any best practices you have for kind of remedying those and, and kind of weathering the, the, the storms of being a songwriter and artist?
1: uh oh, um hmm. i don't know i feel like n- honestly no i'm probably not the best person to ask mm-hmm. i'm not very good at um like time management or like healthy coping mechanisms but that's not to say i i mean yeah i think it's overall important to surround i don't i think surrounding yourself with people that aren't in music is really important mm-hmm. um and yeah just reminding yourself that it's like really it's not the end of the world because you're making music like it's not my manager and i say this all the time like it's not brain surgery we're making songs mm-hmm. um and it feels incredibly important and it is and that's not to say it's not but also if if you start to feel like it's the end of the world it just most definitely isn't Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a pinch of like reality is important with that. So maybe talk to someone who's like does something actually important, which is a strange sentence, but you know what I mean.
0: Totally. No, I I think that just like overall, just like finding ways to keep perspective on what you're doing is always. Oh, we're back. Oh, you you lose me.
1: Yeah, I lost you, but you're back now. Yeah,
0: just overall, just finding ways to like just keep perspective on. Oh, you freeze again. Uh oh. Hello.
1: Hello, I think you're back.
0: Okay. Yeah. You back?
1: I uh, yeah, you back? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> just perspective is just so important, you know, r- regardless of how you do that. Uh, That's
1: the word, perspective, yeah.
0: exactly. Okay, um, I don't know how much you can say, but what can we expect musically from you kind of in the upcoming months and uh, this wonderful year of 2021?
1: Cool, Um, how much can I say? I mean, a lot, I'm doing a lot of, th- i've been doing a lot of things um i've got an album coming this year which i'm so excited about um i'm such yeah perfect ideal like i'm i'm realistically i feel like i'm an album artist and it's been really fun like the journey to get here but now i'm here i'm like yeah fucking yes i'm so excited for this album and for all the other albums anyway that's gonna be great that's gonna be really good i'm really proud of it i think it's like perfect for me um and then i'm
0: i'm not waiting sorry i'm not waiting for the release date you gotta start sending me some of that stuff
1: Yeah, I'll just send it to you. (laughs) Realistically, I'll just send it. Um,
0: I'm sorry, you can't hear it yet, but I will be able to hear it. Yeah,
1: but Alexander will be listening to it, so just all imagine that. Um, And imagine him having a really good time, because it's really good. That's for sure. Um, But yeah, so that, and then I've actually been doing some other stuff as well, Musically, that's not my album, that's also coming out this year, that's really exciting and been really fun, and I probably can't say anymore, but... It, which is also really cool to be doing both at the same time, although manic and chaotic and I would not do it again.
0: Uh-huh. Wow, I'm, I'm extremely excited to do
1: And I will tell you about that after this, ca- this camera is off. I'm going to
0: have to wrap this up soon because we got a lot to talk about off camera. Yeah. But I got two more questions. And the first one is, what is your favorite John Hughes movie?
1: A great question. Um, my favorite John Hughes movie is Ferris Bueller.
0: Great.
1: Um, yeah, great. Uh, they're all great, but that's my favorite.
0: Love what it. is yours? That was filmed really close to where I grew up so she got it yeah that'll always have a special place in my heart mine is, is ferris bueller too yeah i don't know if you can really beat that one just like i don't know if there's a movie that i'm more like sub, like subconsciously quote in my day-to-day life just mm. like you know like still if if like my friend doesn't answer me i just go bueller, bueller yeah. you still find yourself doing that how many years later it's insane that that actually has that like insane of an effect on on what yeah. else but um, we've made it all the way to question twenty-three, which, as always, is do you have a question for me.
1: Oh no! Yes, I do. But that was sprung on me. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I wanted to ask you this earlier, um, but it was it was not the time. But what? How has your writing process changed?
0: Um, it has changed in that I think it's gotten more. It's funny you ask that because I'm I'm now. You know, after my EP just came out, like kind of trying to open my process back up and experiment with different ways of making music. But I used to start differently every time. Sometimes it would be like on the guitar or piano or sometimes it would be like I make a beat first and then write to it. And now I've just pretty much exclusively been starting with lyrics. Um, okay, because just I just care about the lyrics so much and I feel like if I start with them, then at least I know that I'm going to like the lyrics, you know, rather yeah. than trying to, to fit them to a melody or to a vibe or to feel. Um, so it usually goes lyrics, then I pick up the guitar and I find some like chords that feel right and then find a melody for the lyrics that that kind of fit the chords. And then I kind of throw it in the computer and start producing it. Um, but I'm trying to open that back up because I think there's a lot kind of left for me to find and experiment with musically that that I haven't yet. Um, yeah. Invited to, you know, and it's nice to kind of have that process as as a, almost like a safe space. And, yeah. But I but I definitely want to go out and, and reevaluate how I make music. So, yeah.
1: Okay, wait, I have another question. It's going to have to be Alexander 24 be because um, <laughs> because so as you know, um, I'm deeply emotionally attached and obsessed with your song Track Nine um, mm-hmm. from your EP, which I literally heard and just texted and I was like, "What well, the fuck." What the fuck was that for?
0: I was so when um, sure I got that text, I was like, "Oh, that just means the world to me."
1: Uh, so it's so good. I have so many feelings and so many thoughts. But can you just like tell, me, like, tell me some things about that song, like how you made it or whatever, whatever you want to tell me, I will hear because I love it. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Well, first of all, I don't know if you can see it, but I just got a whirlitzer. Um and yes. that was this song is insane. I have skylights in my studio for anyone watching and that's why it looks crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay. I'll stay up here. Um it was the first song I ever wrote on the Whirlitzer that I just got. Um and it was it was almost like cliche the way it was written. It was written like super late at night, like by candlelight on my like new piano, you know, like
1: Yeah.
0: Um I don't know, I think just like I'd never heard a song written about that and uh I just ended a a long relationship uh about like six months ago I i don't know exactly how long ago five or six months ago um and then i was putting out this whole project and none of it talked about you know the ending of that relationship and the starting of of just my life without that person and it felt so strange to put out this body of work um that didn't uh talk about that at all you know and it felt unfair to the relationship it felt unfair to that person so um i knew i wanted one more song in the ep and i just felt like um I need to address this just you know just I don't know if she's listened to it but just in case um she listens to be like hey like you know our time together was incredibly special to me and I I'm so grateful for it I just wasn't ready to to talk about it yet but it doesn't mean that I wasn't special to me so I love it I
1: love it so much on um, for so yeah. many reasons and thanks for asking um, about that I love
0: yeah. Well, anyways, that, that's all I got for you, Maisie. Thank you so much for doing this. This was so fun. I, we could do this for literally four hours yeah, and we will, you know, hit the stop record button, but, but anyone who's, you know, made it this far, thank you for listening. And uh, if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have, but go check out Maisie's music. It's unbelievably incredible. And I think she just froze, but I think it's froze. froze. <laughs> but, I hope but I'm, I'm sure whatever you said. Oh, she froze again. I'll stop recording. Maisie Peters, the one and only. Goodbye.